Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. very excited this is actually one of my first in-person interviews since covid struck last march and i'm here with caitlin and derek dries hey 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 okay and i'm because we are in studio now i they're sharing a mic so i'm making them have to hold the mic and switch back and forth but they're so coordinated they're married they've been together for like 13 years they seem together y'all know how to how to work it out on one mic right yes we do we'll figure it out Well, I'm pumped to have you guys here. We have tons of mutual friends, starting with Lainey and Corey Crowder, who are some of our very besties, and Alex and Drake White, who are some of our very besties. So I love that we're all connected in the music industry. We have such common friends that we all love. And we ended up, Caitlin and I, I've I've known you for a minute, but we didn't really connect, connect until... Lainey Crowder, who has been on my podcast many times, has Life in the Wheat Field, which is this awesome Bible, virtual Bible study. On Everyone should check it out. It's on Instagram. She does it every week. It's so good. And she and her husband is Corey Crowder, who produces like Florida Georgia Line, Chris Young, tons of other people. I mean, he's like, yeah. Raylan. Raylan. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Derek's like, let me take this mic. <laughs> Howdy. Gonna put my two cents in early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so Lainey ho- has started hosting for her Nashville peeps an in-person one. And so Caitlin and I really got to hang out a couple weeks ago. And it was so inspiring. I needed it so much. And I really got to like see your heart a lot, Caitlin, and hear a lot about your story which is so led by God. Both of you guys, they're, like I said before, they're husband-wife duo. They're incredible musicians. They've been married a long time. But y'all are so in tune with God and trusting the process of God and listening. And you shared a lot of that. And I was just so moved. And a lot of that comes through your music, which is so special. So I'm so happy to have y'all here. We're so we're so excited to be here and honestly this is I feel like a new chapter for us like we have a single coming out tomorrow and I feel like God's just like opening it will be doors. out by the time people hear this it will be out yes. this is on oh, we'll yes. air this Monday so it's today is Thursday but it's gonna be out on Friday amazing <gasps> oh my I gosh. love it so it's just like the timing of everything I think what we've learned is just to open our hands and create the best music we can um, be good people love people well and then let everything else kind of work out and that's kind of what it's been doing that's I mean I'm really excited to be on this today and I think it's just awesome that we get to share part of our story 
Okay, so I love stories. I love people's stories. That is like truly one of the reasons why I love this podcast. And a lot of people who follow this podcast for a long time have known that like I've been on an emotional, personal journey my whole life. I've always felt like, I've always felt like some people had it more figured out than others or like I wasn't good enough and I always struggled with like self-worth issues sure, and yeah. all sorts of stuff. And so like getting to interview people who are talented and creative and like that we put on these platforms and we think have it all figured out and realizing that everyone has a story has been so healing for me and I think a lot of the listeners to know that we can see especially people who have this shiny bright life and think like, oh my God, their life is so cool and mine is so boring or whatever, or I'm not good enough. But then you hear everyone's stories and you're like, wow, everyone has this journey and everyone has a, a reason for the way they are and what inspires them. And I feel like y'all's story is extra amazing. And I just want to like dive into it because y'all met when you're super young and that y'all been together for a long time. Yeah. So talk to me about that. How y'all met, how y'all got together, how y'all musically got together. And then I want to get into all the music because y'all's music is so powerful. Well, thank you. Um, well, first off, we met through mutual friends, my best friend at the time, um, meaning he moved across country. So I don't see him very often, but at the time uh, we lived together and by nature of us being best friends, the girl that he was dating was actually Caitlin's best friend. Okay. So we naturally heard of each other. Uh, I think she heard about me before I heard about her because I was I was dating someone at the time. Okay. okay. I was taken. But, okay. Uh, was he kind of like again? That seems like another. <laughs> I was interested, but I also thought it was very weird because she literally would say, and I kid you not, like I could call her today and she would tell you this. She would say, you guys are going to get married and you're going to like write songs together. And, and I literally was like, you are crazy. Hey, this how guy, old were y'all? I was 19. Okay. Yeah. I was 18 when she started telling me about him. And I would always say, I'm never going to get married, which is hilarious. <laughs> and very my personality back then, if you knew me, I was very independent. Um, and she was like, no, you got to meet Derek, but he's dating this girl. So we're going to have to wait. She's like, they're not meant to be. It's going to happen. So she was like, we just got to wait. And so, yeah, um, he wasn't a band, which that did intrigue me. I was like, okay, uh so he's a a guitar player. Like he's cute. Like, where were were y'all living? North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. okay. Okay, yeah, yeah take so, it away. So in North Carolina, a uh, little town of Winston-Salem, I'm from a smaller town uh, called Thomasville. If anyone's heard of Thomasville Furniture, probably not. Um, that's its claim to fame, but uh, one stoplight type of town, you know. And But yeah, we met uh, in Winston-Salem at a little Mexican restaurant called Mi Pueblo off of Stratford Road. And we sat in this little booth with our two friends who left very early. As soon as, as soon as dinner was done, they, they peaced out and said, y'all had, y'all had fun. The two friends that put us together. Okay, so this is part yeah. of their strategic plan. Oh, yeah. Yep, <laughs> totally. So we ended up talking, um, gosh, until probably... Like three, four hours. Yeah, yeah, till 11 o'clock at night, I think, in the, in the parking lot after dinner. So, um, and I texted my buddy and said, I don't know how you knew, but I'm probably going to marry this girl. Uh. Okay, what was it? Tell me what it was. So for me, I've always been a very blunt, like, this is how it is. And I, we like, we still talk about this and I'm like, I feel like I was so blunt that night. And I was like, listen, if this is not what you, like, if you're not interested in marrying me, I mean, did I say that? That's not true. See, I feel like I did. That's not true. (laughs) Okay, how did it go? That was our first actual date after we went canoeing and all this stuff. Then she wanted to make sure it was for real. And this was after she also told her girlfriend, oh, I'm so glad you told me this about this guy because we were going to get married. The so first, what, yeah, tell me how you knew so fast. So I think for me, I had went on tons of dates with different guys. And I, I very much loved the chase of things. But then once the guy started getting very serious about me, I was always like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. So for him, for me to like want to kiss him the first night I ever met him. And that's another thing is I was like, if it was, I was like, don't hold my hand. Don't kiss me unless I want to. That's how my personality was. I was like, any day I was like, don't hold my hand. Don't No, This is on my terms. And so for me to feel that way, I no, I'm saying like in the past. Yeah. But I, I literally, I just felt that he was the one and, and I don't, it wasn't just my friend saying that, but it was like the connection we had, just what we talked about. Um, Cause we just talked about everything from like very little details to deep beliefs that we had. Yeah. And, and I feel like we probably recognized that the other person saw the world in a completely different way. And, 
actually understood like, oh, wow, I could, I can actually see that if that makes sense. And that's where it kind of builds back into possibly our career now where it's like, we have to realize that we see the world differently. So y'all are opposites attract? I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Com- so complete opposites. Break down the who's what. Um, I can turn on the extrovert, but I, I definitely need to get in my man cave and, uh, uh, literally go rock climbing or something. Uh, one of my hobbies, by so the way. So you're more of an introvert. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep, okay. For sure. I'm somewhere in the middle. We've we've tested this many times, and I think th- it's weird. After being together for maybe 12 or 13 years, it, it seems like we're both more in the middle, whether that tells you anything or not. So. I feel like I am an introvert extrovert. Like, I used to be, I feel like I walked that line. Like, I love to be around people, and I, like, thrive, and it brings out a part of my personality that's, like, super fun to me. Like, I like it, like, mm-hmm. lights something up. But then I get super worn out and I have to like be by myself and recharge and yeah. not be with anyone. I'm kind of the same way. I can be very, I'm, I'm anytime I'm around people, I immediately turn on and mm-hmm. I can be fine. I mean, there's plenty of nights where I'll just be like, I don't want to go anywhere. And Derek's the one who's like, let's go, like, let's go have fun. And I'm like, I can't, I just don't even think I can go. And then as soon as I get around people, it's like, what? Woo! Hey y'all, how y'all doing? <laughs> so that's just my personality. Um, yeah. But yeah, that night I just, I went home and actually drove straight to my parents after we met at the Mexican restaurant and talked all, I mean, I got home at like midnight, I feel like. And I I told my mom, I said, I don't know how in the world, Joey, which was my friend, I was like, I don't know how she knew, but I definitely am going to marry him. And my mom literally was like, what? Because she knew my personality as well. And she was like, I can't believe that. Like, I've got to meet this guy. So yeah, we quickly started dating. And every time I saw him, I would get like so excited, which never happened before either. Mm -hmm. Like I would literally get so giddy, like knowing that he was coming to pick me up. And actually, he got a speeding ticket once because you were trying to get there as fast as you could. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we met, and that was we met. Gosh, 2018? Oh no, no, 2008. Why did I say 2018? Yeah, Uh, yeah. (laughs) because it feels like yesterday. I'm like, yeah. Um, But yeah, 2008, and I was 19, and he was three years older than me. So, and now I'm. 32, I think. <laughs> I don't know. So how long did y'all date before you got married? Three years. Okay. And then we were doing a photo shoot for our like band, So I Thought, because uh-huh. we had kind of started music yeah, right did y'all away. Start, okay, y'all started music being a duo like pretty much right away. Well, when we first met, I was doing like the solo thing, um, and I had different guys playing with me. Well, he just joined the band and would do like background vocals. But then we were like, this doesn't make sense. Like, why would I want to do this by myself? Yeah, I'd rather have you. Be together forever. Well, and we had a certain thing that would, I mean, and still do, where when we would sing, we kind of knew where each other was going mm. without talking about it. Mm. And he can follow me, like, even in rights, like, I think of a melody and it's like no one else can really understand what I'm saying, but he just kind of know, like he'll kind of like piddle on the guitar for a minute and you knows, I know, well, you know, <laughs> that's my little Southern act. I'm like, I'll say some goofy things. What's amazing about what she's saying is I'll be tuning the guitar and, and she'll be like, oh, what is that? Like, keep, keep that going. It's amazing. Yeah, just so she's just out. inspired by me. That's what she's trying to say. Oh, so y'all are just musically connected as well as like emotionally, soulfully, spiritually. Honestly, like it's actually this is it sounds morbid, but it's not uh, his um, the lady that his dad was married to at the time. Her brother passed away and we got asked. They're like, hey, your girlfriend sings. You sing. Can y'all sing at the funeral? So we were like, that was your first gig. That was our first gig singing at a funeral. And I remember we were singing in this like Catholic chapel or I don't know what it's called. I guess a chapel. (laughs) Um, But literally we started singing and I remember the reverbs and I I got like emotional because I was like, this is special. Like we really do have something that because we didn't really rehearse much. We just sang the song that they Mm -hmm. asked us to and so we knew we had something special from the beginning and we've just kind of leaned into that for years and it's grown and grown and um yeah he his first voice was guitar if you want to talk about that yeah yeah i'll i'll throw this little nugget in there i whenever i learned guitar i just fell in love with the blues specifically uh steve ray vaughn actually like had a emotional reaction to a 12 bar blues for, for whatever reason. But I found out later in life, my mom used to listen to uh, Steve Ray Vaughan when she was pregnant with me. Wow. My dad didn't tell me this until like five years later after I learned his whole catalog. Uh-huh. But, um, 
I guess another big part of our story is my mom passed away, you know, when I was uh, eight months old. So Right. And that's super, I, I always feel like invasive talking about these things. No, so it's super not at all. Private and personal, but you've shared this and that's a really, yeah. and it's, it's, um, you've turned it into a beautiful story uh, and with music. God has, and I'm, I'm not to deflect your comment at yeah. all. It's just the way it was formed with that particular song. And mm-hmm. for those listening, we're talking about our song war. Yeah. And, um, one of the taglines is, um, if it's love, then it's war. It's worth fighting for. And we, we wrote it. Um, we actually wrote it right before we went into the studio and we didn't really realize what we had written, like what it was even about. It just kind of came from a deep place. And just then flow out. Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't, I mean, it happens sometimes, but for a whole right to go that way right. where we don't talk about the topic of what we're writing about, it just Flows. simply just comes it's like out straight from God. It's pretty, it's pretty rare. So we were going into the studio that year to do like a bunch of songs at once. And the right was right before we went in. And I honestly didn't want to do the right that day, which this is like a whole lesson that I've gone through. I'm like, show up to things even when you don't feel like it because we got that song that day and we mentioned his mom we mentioned my friend Lauren who had passed away and that day we went in and our friend Charles who we wrote it with from Australia he he basically left his left everything in Australia to move to the states and I mean just we all poured our stories and our hearts into the song and we knew that day that it was special but the way it unfolded the rest of the year was like literally unreal so yeah yeah and after that um after we recorded it we recorded it um with just an acoustic in mind and then we had some extra time in the studio and the guys were like you know our players were telling us that there's something on this song and that we need to you know try it especially since we had some extra time so uh yeah we we arranged it there on the spot and um kind of what you hear is is just what happened um which is nuts i mean we we do that live but in the studio it's 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 such a carefully crafted thing Mm -hmm. that to just play out in a moment seems to be um kind of against the grain but for us we've always done live stuff so it was easy for us to kind of assume that role again um and yeah where am i going with this so tell me the basis of war because i know like this is finish what you're gonna say and then i want to i do want to get into that story because it's I texted Caitlin last night and I was like, I'm literally a puddle of tears talking about this. And I, I, I know it's your life, Derek. So I would just love to hear, hear your perspective. Yeah. yeah so we found these uh, videotapes of my mom a couple months after we had written the song and you know, I, yeah, it was Easter Sunday and we um, were at my, my grandma booty's house out in the country. I love my grandma. Um, booty. Yep. Love all my grandmas, but um, I was visiting with her, and Caitlin actually asked if she had any tapes of my mom because we just naturally, you know, talked about that side of the family because we were with them. And she said, "Yeah, I think I have something." And she and you had went never in the back. A- you had never asked her before because your mom passed away when you're eight months old. Yeah, I had never asked her because um, I didn't think she had those tapes and. Yeah, we'd seen pictures, but no video. So you'd never so. seen a bit a video of your mom. Like you had just created thoughts. In your if head. I had, it was it was really young, and um, I think it's perhaps just because it's a touchy subject with with anyone who's gone through that. Um, that you know, when I talk about it with my family or dad, it's like it. You know, were your ha- parents still married? Um, yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, pretty young. I think my dad was twenty one. Um, and how old was but your mom? Same. Twenty one. Yep, pretty young, and it it you know when when we talk about it as a family, it's um, kind of like it happened yesterday type thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. At least that's the reaction I get from them. In a lot of ways, I didn't know my mom, but obviously I have this connection to her with this song. So after I found these tapes, it was essentially me at thirty years of age hearing my mom's voice for the first time. And uh, yeah, you go ahead. Um, it was Easter Sunday, which honestly we hadn't even thought about until someone else mentioned that when the song came out, but that Sunday was the first time I got to go to the grave and like see her grave with Derek. Um, and then we went back to his grandma's house on his mom's side and that's when we found the tapes and we watched them that night. And I remember very specifically, like while we were watching it, because I know what it's like to have a mom. Um, and so to, 
see that missing from which I mean I would have loved to have met his mom as well like so to see that missing was like it just like hit me I That's was like how I felt too like now that yeah. I have a daughter like I, I'm thinking about you Derek without a mom like it's just so hard to process I'm sorry I get so emotional about everything I do too and it's not my story but I know so it's yeah how do you navigate those feelings as a young boy especially and I, I even say it's because tell if you don't mind sharing yeah not at all like I I don't feel like I was in any lack in uh when I think back to my childhood I don't I don't feel like I was in any lack in e- that emotional care by any means um you know there I mean probably every other day you know could wonder what it was like to have a mom but i I learned to not go there because not just because I want to squash it down, but because it, um, I've experienced like so much love from my grandma and my aunts and my dad, my grandfather, uh, aunts and uncles. I mean, they all like jumped at the helm just to take care of me. And, um, again, I don't feel like I was in any lack that doesn't take away from, you know, me missing a mom. So it's, it's both, you know, it's, it's the sadness with the redemptive message and the redemptive message of this song particularly was like just kind of crafted by God backwards. Like we wrote the song, Mm -hmm. found the tapes and then had the idea, like Caitlin said, to use this footage um, of these VHS tapes with us, you know, being filmed, watching it. And um, if you go on YouTube, you'll see what I'm talking about, but we just made it. So beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. So was the -hmm. the video of your mom, was it her? Cause I know there's a lot of people on the, was it her walking? Like the one Um, outside? No, that's actually my aunt Sherry. I think she was in high school at that time. And we saw that and I started rewinding it. Holding you. Yep. Okay. Yep. And, um, but that was my aunt Sherry walking, uh, just in the backyard, but I actually pressed rewind on it. Uh, just to go back and I was like oh that actually looks cool like Mm -hmm. going in reverse Mm -hmm. so I asked the videographer to get creative and use that maybe in the front or back half of it and um, so that was kind of the intro I think and then it ends with my mom so at the end of the video uh, that's her with the kind of blonde light how did it feel to see your mom holding you and like to see your mom as your mom do you do you have I know you have redemptive but do you have resentment because part of your story is she did take her own life like do you have oh yeah sure I I I would say I do, but because I was eight months old, I feel like, I almost feel like it's a gift that I didn't like have those feelings yet, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at the same time, it's not a gift because it's, you know, you want to know those things about your mom. So I hate to say it's, you know, a gift at all, but I think that resentment um, is overshadowed by the love I got otherwise so yeah and I know I'll see her again one day so yeah Yeah. well and (laughs) it's just like I feel like there's so many reasons like life is so hard you know and it's so difficult and sometimes it's it is so hard to bear and I just feel like I think there's a whole other side to 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 suicide and to all that that we will never understand unless you're living in the turmoil in your own brain yeah I actually have a thought about that um obviously because I've thought about it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and we all have friends who have anxiety and I'd never want to minimize what anyone's going through, obviously because I, you know, experience, you know, the worst of what that can lead to. And again, I don't want to highlight anxiety either because I really think that there are lies that whether we say it's the enemy or our own thoughts, I think we can actually disagree with these thoughts and disagree with the shame that we feel. I agree. Um, and on one hand, you know, I think therapy and and all those things that take away the shame from what we think are really healthy. I also think that the altar is a really healthy place too. So I just I just want to have both in my life. I want to have God speak to me like and remind me who he created me to be. It's an identity issue mm-hmm. at the end of the day. It is. You know? And we create lies in our head about A, something terrible things that have happened to us that we live with with shame or things that we have done that we yep. live with with shame or things that are too hard to bear or mental things that are off in our mind. Just, and we live with all these lies that we create. And yep. if you don't have outlets to help yourself, it really probably can overtake someone. Yeah. And there's many outlets. I know that's another uh, thing to think about, but as long as it's out in the light 
and not in isolation because that's the lie when we believe the lie we're just going to sit there in isolation and i know it's hard to get past that uh you don't feel like telling anyone but you especially gotta. then you wrap it up in shame and then you yeah. bury it deeper and deeper yep if you if you get it out it's not going to sit there and fester mm-hmm. and um i know that's really hard and it's easier said than done but we've all walked through it. We've, we've all walked through different levels of anxiety. So I think whatever level, uh, you're at, just get it out, have, have therapy, have a friend, have your mom, dad, whatever, mm-hmm. whoever you trust. I think the biggest thing, and that's, we want so badly. And I think we're so passionate about this because of his mom and just knowing that there's a whole thing that we missed because of that. And I'm like, you were so loved. Like you were so, like you probably had so many more people because we've heard from her friends through the years like that have messaged us since about our song, about that song. And I mean, that's the biggest thing that we want to like release in our music is hope. Like no matter what it is, like if it's like a fun party song, it's like, you know, life is so short. And if we could just tell people that like love is worth fighting for, like that is like could be our message the rest of our life. And because there is so much, especially like with creatives and in this town and there's a lot of like anxiety and there's a lot of yes. feeling like you're not good enough and yes. you have to be this and this to be this. And, and it's like, no, like who told you, who set those standards? Like who set that bar? I mean, I, I think that God has placed something unique in every single person. Like Absolutely. it's not just one thing that is going to make it or whatever. I think the biggest thing is a story. And I don't remember who said it. Maybe Brene Brown. Cause I love her. I love Brene Brown. Oh, she's amazing. But I think she said something. I think this was her. Um, you know, you can sing any kind of song. You can have like a great voice. You can be a great speaker. You can be all the talent in the world, but until you share a story, it's not going to click with people. Mm. And, and because story has the power to like shift a room because it meets someone else where they're at to let them know they're not alone. And I think that's why God created music because uh, yeah, it's like, just tell your story. And that's why people who are themselves do well, because there's guarantee someone who, if you're feeling like this is the one thing that, gosh, I'm so alone in this. And this is this one thing that just keeps coming up. There's, guarantee someone else that feels the exact same way and they're going to be so grateful that you share their story so that they don't feel alone yes exactly i think that is also the key and i feel like a a huge reason why i started this podcast was to dismantle the belief that someone out there is perfect and that like you said that we have to keep up or that somebody has it so figured out and everyone else is just a, a mess or like i don't know i used to always feel like everyone had it so much more put together than me and I was such a failure and I was not good enough and couldn't keep up. And then you get to know people and you're like, everybody has a story. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter who you are. Actually, people who are most successful have just fought the hardest to persevere, I feel. I totally agree with that. And you just can't give up and you have to realize that... And like what you guys are doing with music and I think that that is also the key is like you have to feel your pain and you have to work through it and you have to get healthy ways to work through what you the hands you've been dealt. But then once you can turn it into a purpose, it's really that's when like you are connected to something that is so much bigger than this earth that is going to transcend this earth and make a difference. I remember right before we released the song, I kind of felt nervous because I was like, is this too vulnerable for people? Like, are people going to be like too sad about this? And it does hit those nerves. Like I and was it does. bawling, but there's hope in that song. But the stories we continuously hear from that song, I mean, we've had people literally message us and say, I heard this song and I didn't take my life. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm literally wow. like, I'm like, Jesus, thank you for that. Thank you for that song. Because like, oh my gosh, that fires me up to like write more songs that I could just like, I'm like, man, because really it's Jesus. Like Jesus is the only way and the only truth. And when you can live that and you can share that with people, no matter I don't care what you believe in like that is the way and he is he is there like placed so many gifts inside of us that he wants us to share with people because we matter everybody matters and that is like it fires me and Derek up so much and it's it's actually not about bear with me here not not about the individual like I think there's a contrasting message in saying that if you can deconstruct properly then you're gonna like find and all this awareness about yourself but actually it right as an individual yeah i think it's chaos because there are 
methods and there's heavy things happening in the world that, you know, people should be aware of, but we only have capacity for so much. It's so overwhelming. Being a human is so overwhelming and trying Mm -hmm. to figure yourself out is so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And we, again, don't want to dismiss anything that's happening in the world that needs to be highlighted, but I only have capacity for so much. And, um, with my family, you know, I mean, I want to, I want to not worry about so much that's happening that I can still leave my fingerprint on the world, you know, and that's, that's exactly what spread. Yeah. Well, and I agree what you guys are saying. It's like, I, especially with this day and age, we have access to seeing everything and there's so much pain and suffering and so much that we know needs to change and so many things that are just wrong and injustice and it affects us all. And then people dealing with their own shame and suffering. But it's like, Mm -hmm. I keep coming back to what you're saying. It's like, I can't, I cannot change the whole world. I am not Jesus. Like I, and that's egotistical of me to think that it is my responsibility to change the whole world. So what can I do? I can start at my home. I can start with my family. I can start with my friends. I can start with my peer groups. I can start where I affect people. I can start with this podcast. Like you can start with your music. And if everyone just starts with what they have to offer the world, because also like you're saying, Caitlin, we all are blessed with different talents Mm -hmm. and nobody has everything. Everybody has a different piece of the puzzle. And if we all figured out what we had that was inside of us, that was our gift and just highlighted that and worked on being the best version of our particular self, I think we would all rise up instead of trying to be someone else. Wow. What I hear you saying is that you're, you're walking with people rather than standing with issues. A a buddy, Carlos Whitaker said that. That's that's like kind of, that's helped me. Well, you just did. But walking with people instead of standing with issues. Yeah. I mean, um, I'll just say it like my, my best friend is mixed part Indian. And, um, and I have a lot of friends who are black that have just really, um, been able to share their story and to the point where I, I can't even empathize cause I'm so shocked type thing. And, um, at the same time we can go write a song about com- something completely different and we can write songs that, you know, just just touch those people that we're walking with, you know, rather than posting certain things that are naturally going to be divisive anyway. Why not walk with those people uh, and our friends and um, whoever needs care that you discern in your life? That's what I mean by those people. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
I've really been trying to reframe the way I feel about what's happening in the world right now because I am, and I feel like you guys are too, I'm such an empathetic person and I get swallowed by my feelings. And like, I get swallowed by sadness, I get swallowed by everything that's wrong, and it just like, it breaks my heart. But living with just a broken heart doesn't do any good. Yes, it's good to feel what breaks your heart, but then how can you spread love? And so, like you're saying, uniting with your friends, walking with them, using your voice where you know how to spread light, supporting others where they're trying to spread light. Just instead of just getting lost in the sadness, like notice it, see where changes need to be happening, and then try to use your light for love, your love for love and your life for love and light. Yes, totally. You know? I was literally about to say, I think 2020 honestly brought everybody to their... I don't want to say bottom. I mean, I think it was a actually a good year for us. Um, but it, at the beginning, I had to grieve, like, coming to, like, where everything was just kind of in chaos. But I really, yeah, isolation. But I feel like everything is coming into the light. I feel like in 2020, that's what I, if I think back to that year, I go, that's the year where a lot of things in me came to light. And then when they're in the light, they can't, like, torment me anymore. What did you notice about yourself? Well, uh, I, I felt like everything was being taken. We had a lot of meetings in 2019 um, and a lot of like, oh my gosh, I think we're about, this is, this is going to be it. And then because for everyone who doesn't understand what it's like to be a musician in Nashville, like Caitlin and Derek are so talented. Y'all's music is so amazing. Y'all are so cool. Like how many husband wife duos are there out there that are like genuinely amazing? Very few. So it's like you have everything that you need to be a superstar. But it's like people don't understand the most talented people sometimes have the hardest, longest journey to being heard and or to being seen by a record label or whatever. And it's like, what are they even looking for? Who knows? And it's like you put your whole self out there all they the time. They don't know half the time. <laughs> they don't know. They're trying to like do something they think will sell or what's gonna what they feel like has worked in the past or but I feel like you put your whole self out there when you're an artist all the time. Because it's not like it's a product. It's literally it's yourself it's your voice it's your body it's your personality it's your existence and you're offering it up to these executives and saying okay do you do you like me and that it it can just break your spirit over and over again when you know this is what you're meant to do from god you know you have the talent you know you have the songs you know you have everything you need but for whatever reason it just takes a long time or people say no or and it's just like you hear that story over and over and over again from so many artists and creative people that it's just like they had doors slammed in their face over and over and over again. And then finally someone got it and then they become like this incredible phenomenon. One of my favorite bands, one of our favorite bands is Little Big Town. Oh, they're so inspiring. And I always, and I even think of Russell Dickerson, like love him and Kaylee and like just, I think of people when I get to those places where, because of course we've all had those thoughts of like, what is it? Like, oh my gosh, I just remember like there's so much in the small. There's so much in the small. There's so much in and the small. Like I, Dang, I literally good. just like feel that for us. And 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 I look at people like Little Big Town and Russell and people who like for years did music and had a lot of disappointments in their career, and then all of a sudden the one song does something. And I'm sure there's way more to, to it than I even know. I just from an outsider, that's my they inspire me, but. You know, I think so for 2020 for us and for me specifically, learning that I just have to live completely open handed mm. with everything and I can't hold anything too tight. Oh, wow. And honestly, like, I know that I've changed because we have a song coming out tomorrow, okay, tonight, tell me <laughs> about midnight. It. White's Creek. And I am for the first time with, we've had now probably 10 songs release. I've always been like, high strung about a song coming out, hoping people like it, hoping it gets placed, hoping it, what all the things, mm-hmm. all the things everybody thinks and wishes and hopes and praise. And this one, I have had so much peace. I'm like, it's going to be what it's going to be. The right people are going to hear it. The right things are going to happen. It's all good. Like I'm fine. You and I have a song never that you that. believe in. Oh, well, obviously you believe in all your music, but yes, to get to that point. And I feel like, I, I feel like that's what 2020 did for me too. It's like, you get to this place where it's like, I'm going to do what I was born to do and I'm going to do my best and I'm going to put everything I have into it. I'm going to stay connected and then to release it knowing that now you're literally just handing it over to God. Yeah. And in, in 2020, we wrote so many songs like the one that's coming out. And this is the start to a couple of uh, many songs that we're going to release this year. Um, but we just, 
went back to the basics of what is important to us. Why do we dream what we dream? Why do we, why are we doing this? Like what is in our heart what is to your say? Why? Yeah. What are we saying in our music? And what was crazy is this was one of the first rights we had um, in 2020 with our friend Sarah Reeves, who's an amazing pop artist, worship. She in the worship world. She's incredible. Um, but we wrote this song called White's Creek because we had spent a lot of time in White's Creek going to places like Bell's Bin and Drake and Alex spending time at their property. And also they have, is it called White? What's Whitewood Hollow. Whitewood Hollow. And it is the most beautiful barn. Go see it. Space. Book something. Book something there. And Alex has catering, milk, milk and honey. honey. So good. I have a podcast with Drake and Alex and they are, are just two of the most incredible divinely inspired humans I have ever met in my life and what they offer the world through their gifts is incredible so check out Whitewood Hollow Drake White and Alex White Milk and Honey everyone yes, listening yes they're amazing um, but yeah we had spent so much time in White's Creek and we had been fine living in apartments for most of our marriage we've been married 10 years this year um, been together 13 years which is just like nuts um, but in the last year, especially like probably many other people, we just really wanted a house and we I were know, like, we don't have a backyard. It's because you like, we were stuck inside. It's like, yeah. you just want to like really love, yeah. love, love where you live. I literally was like, we don't have a backyard. We live in one bedroom. I'm doing vocals in the closet. Like, okay, something's got to give here. I'm like, okay, wh when are we ever going to get a house? And so we, for two years, like even a year before that, we had been wanting a house, been praying for that, but it just seemed so far in the distance. Like, like many things <laughs> and oh, and that's what you're saying like right when 2020 hit though y'all were like really on fire like having great meetings feeling a lot of like potential everything was like and then everything good. stopped and then everything stopped completely like it started with the tornado here in nashville we lost power for a week and then we stayed with friends and i was already grieving like i would lay in bed and cry and i didn't know why and i think i think god was just preparing me for like a complete renewal in my life like of just a whole new mindset of like how to move forward and and like you said not hang on to anything too tightly yeah exactly i mean it, that's it so we uh meet with sarah to write this song and we were just talking about white's creek we love it like we want to buy a house there and so we were like let's just write a song about white's creek and our love and just about a house literally we were like okay and it, about manifestation it literally kind of felt silly because we didn't we weren't even so you wrote this song about your house house in white's creek before you had the house in white's creek a year ago <laughs> a year ago and we started doing it in our live streams and after we wrote it we were like okay that that's a really special and we kept listening to the demo and we were like that's a special song should we sing it? And I remember saying to Derek, I don't know if you remember this, but I was like, should we do this at our, cause we were doing live streams every Monday during quarantine. I said, should we do this on Monday? Because we don't have a house yet. So is that kind of like dumb? And he was like, no, let's just sing it. And so we would sing it and talk about a house and all these things. Well, fast forward to a year later, we were in this February, this past February, we were in the studio cause we decided that was going to be the first song we release and record. Um, we're in the studio and I just Google houses in White's Creek and this house pops up, which is the house we now live in for a month now. <laughs> and I saw the house and something just like clicked in me like this is in White's Creek because it was a brand new build and it was like a farmhouse, which was like what we had been wanting. It had a fireplace, which was like always on my list. Mm. Backyard. We have an acre of land. Um, but I was like, I don't know. It's a little bit above our price range. Like, I'm not sure if this will work out. Um, but we talked to our realtor who was one of our friends, Morgan, Morgan Schofield, check her out, go get, use her to buy a house. <laughs> <laughs> and then our lenders, Locklear Lending. And that week, a week, okay, one week, we find that house, we put an offer in, and that Friday it gets accepted. And it's the same week that we are recording White's Creek, which is like, oh my God, hilariously God. And I'm like, that's amazing. That's so amazing. We just honestly couldn't believe it. And we, we every time we would go look at the house, we knew it was out of our budget, but it was our one. lenders like made it work for us. Which is also amazing because it's impossible to get uh, approved for homes. It was like, it's so hard to get approved for loans right now. Yeah. And I mean, being musicians. Especially when and you're a musician and like your income's all over the place. anything. Yeah. <laughs> And so, but every time we would pull up to this house, we just felt like it was our house mm. and it felt like us. I mean, even the details of the backsplash just felt like us. 
And we said to our realtor, Morgan, we were like, we don't know how this is going to work out, but we've got to get this house. And we ended up, I mean, there's so many details to that, but it's like we ended up making it work. And we moved in a month later and we've been in the house now a month. And every day we wake up and we're like, this is our house. Like we have a house now. (laughs) For years, we've never bought a house. We never could. And I think it's just like a little wink from God to be like, you know, if you believe something, put it out there, start speaking it like it's going to happen and it will. And that's bold. I mean, it's the real songs bold. White's Creek that y'all wrote. That's a bold song. I mean, talking about like this life that you're living in White's Creek that you're not living yet, but you're saying here we are living this life. I mean, that is like a proclamation. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Tell me about that. How you guys are so connected to God and why God is such a huge factor in your life and your marriage and your music because white's creek is about god yeah it's where we really found peace in 2020 was that that little town um so whatever that is for you you know that that is really something to listen for and again it's i think it's bold because we're speaking it out but we're also holding it loosely enough for god to to work or even expand it you know if we don't do that i think we can get a little closed-fisted and Mm -hmm. you know be kind of disappointed if it doesn't happen just that way. So yeah, I think that would be my answer. Just make bold moves, whatever that is, and just uh, leave it open-handed and listening is probably the best. The, How do you know what God's advice. talking to you? What does it feel like? Can I guess? What? Um, <laughs> I would say as this pretty girl's husband <laughs> that um, whenever I feel something from God, I I pray for confirmation in her, and usually, oh wow, usually it comes up. So, like, um, ex- what do you mean? Like, she'll say something, or just like show you something? Go ahead. She wants to talk. Caitlin's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm dying. I love her. I'm ready. Um, I th- I was gonna say literally before you even asked that that I think we all get uh, when I this is what I when I know God's speaking because I get a a thought or and I and I know that it's from God because it's not shameful thought or like a in lack kind of thought it's always like something good and something that is going to move me forward when I get a thought from God and you know I think we all get those and I think it's our job to just like move in that and so for me when when God's like speaking to us I mean to I start to get I don't know it's hard to explain because it's like I get this stirring in my spirit of like an excitement Mm-hmm. I can't really put my finger on anything and I can't really like maybe like even have moving. it, but something's moving uh-huh. and there always is an irritation as well. Like when something's about to happen, like, like you're, what are you irritated about? So everything in our apartment started to like annoy me. Everything yeah, started to annoy me. Like, I mean, our neighbor, we had a new neighbor moving above us and it was like, she was having parties, literally listening to Morgan Wallen all night, which I love his music, <laughs> but I was like, okay, this is like, enough. Yeah. I'm like, this is so loud. And it was just like before it had never bothered us. And I think, and I think, a pa- I think our pastor Alex Seeley said this once that whenever there's an irritation that like things just keep annoying you, that usually means something good's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's just us, our job to just like keep putting one foot in front of the other and like, just keep treading, like keep going. And so I hope that answers your question of like, that's for me. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. I was going to add something, but I think you pretty much covered it. It's yeah. I awesome, think there's man. always an irritation, but also a call. Like you feel yeah, the call. That's what I was going to say. There's like a, a calling purpose excitement to it. Yes. And not every, you know, good thought we have is, you know, I'm going to say is God or God told me this or whatever. I'm usually pretty careful about starting sentences that way. Um, just because, you know, i I want to make sure it's not just my thought, you know, I want to sit and pray on it and listen and, and do that. So, and I think that's why, again, I, you know, like to confirm things between us, uh, even if I don't speak it to her, I'll, you know, pray about it and we'll usually naturally have a conversation about it. So, and another thing that just popped up while he was saying that about like the way we kind of have things pop up and then we'll confirm with each other when quarantine first started and everything, we lost literally 13 gigs in one day. I remember being filled with fear, like majorly. And that was right after the tornado happened. And that was like scary. And I remember immediately like God asking me like who I trusted. Like, do you trust 
money is your gatekeeper? Do you think I will provide it for you? And I just remember God being like, you just need to be generous, like generous, just be generous. And so, so you feel like y'all had lost everything, but now God's telling you to be generous. Wow. Yes. Isn't that amazing? Well, I mean, literally we lost 13 gigs in one day and I was like, we're going to lose everything. I mean, yeah. that was my initial like fear, fear. And I just remember very like sweetly God being like, but like, who do you trust? Like, do you don't, you don't think I'm going to provide this for you? So, um, I mean, whatever you believe, if you're listening, like, I mean, for us, it's, I feel like tithing is such a big thing and I'm not trying to be like churchy or anything, but this is just our story. So I'm sharing it. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember God gave me a certain number in my head to give and I thought of it. It was a big at that time for us because we didn't have any money coming in. And I remember going to Derek and being like, I have this number in my head that I feel like we should give. And he had the exact same number in his Stop head. Stop it. So we did. And within like not even 24 hours, we had made it back randomly times 10, like what we gave. And so what I think no matter what, if you're going to a church, if you're whatever you're doing, like if you don't go to church, like... I think being generous, whether it's buying someone a coffee, whether it's, I don't know, saying, hey, if you have a friend who has a kid, like, let me babysit your daughter for a day and or whatever. I don't know. You have to look at it for whatever you're going through and whatever you feel. But for us, like generosity has always I like I tell Derek, I swear, I'm like, that's why we got our house, because it's like the little things that felt costly in the moment are what God was like. Oh, okay cool you do actually do trust me I mean and within 24 hours making that back like we randomly got a check-in from someone in North Carolina that was the exact amount because they knew we lost our gigs and they were like thank you like thank y'all for what y'all done I want to just give y'all a little gift I know it's not much but it was like the exact amount and then um, Grammy Associate Association we had immediately filed for all these shows we had missed they sent us a check like we got it that week that we applied wow. so it was just like little things like that that God was like I'm just telling you, he's like, so now do you trust me or you still don't? Like, cause w- either way, he's like, I'm here. I got you. And so for us, I think like generosity has always been the way to get anything. I mean, it's like, you want to, yes. it's like give to get, I mean, you don't give to get, but it's like when you're in lack, do something that costs you, even mm. though you're already feeling in lack, like do something that costs you a little bit more because I guarantee, like, I promise whoever's listening to this, if you do that, like you'll, like and message changed, me on Instagram and tell me that your life has been changed. It changes your vibration too, because instead of staying in lack, because you are so worried about yourself and your ego is fearful and like, you know, like the human experience is freaking out when you give, when you're in that spot, it changes your energy because it's now you're, you're helping others when you're feeling down. I feel like it's just like resetting your whole vibration. Yep. 100%. I mean, you pretty much said this already. I was about to say that, like the relationship between the supernatural and like things that we do in, in this world, like they have to align somehow. So yeah, we can pray for all these things and you know, God can give us those things because he's that good. But if we're not, you know, at least moving forward open handedly in, in some type of way, I, I think back to when, you know, Caitlin had some health issues and we were just praying for, um, hope it don't mind me sharing like these, eight cysts that she had on her ovaries all at once, which was painful to watch, uh, much less, you know, can't imagine how that felt. But, um, we had some friends walk, walk with us in doing a cleanse and we were praying, you know, so that was actually the first time we had ever done that, like prayed and also done some type of diet to support, you know, what she was going through. And, uh, lo and behold, like she got healed how how many yeah yeah you you basically had like five or six cysts completely disappear after that week wow yeah and then you know her checkups throughout that year it just kept getting better and better until there was nothing on the scan so we literally wrote our song june which is one of our first songs we ever released but it's out right now if you want to listen to it it's called june we wrote it about our future daughter which is another thing like i think we have this thing with writing songs when we don't have something yet june yeah, because I love Johnny and June. Like, oh. we love Johnny and June. Just think about it. I'm like, even if she, um, of course, this is like my business brain. I'm like, even if she wants to do music, June Dry. I'm like, that's the best name for a stage. Um, but anyway, I love June. And my grandmother's sister was June. 
and it's just kind of like a family name, but also Johnny and June. And so we had a friend say, like, if you're feeling, if you're going through this, like, write a song about your future. Actually, Mia Fields, one of our great friends, told us that. And so we did. We wrote a song, and I think that's what kind of started that, like, because I saw God heal me then from that. So I was like, surely if we write a song about a house, we'll get a house. And, I'm like, they worked with now the that you got the house. June is coming literally. And so it's, and, and that's another thing is like, what if y'all got pregnant in June? Something's going to happen. Or with she'll June. be born in June. It's going to something be with June. Um, because we, yeah, it's even with the house, we always would say like, there's certain songs we won't write until we're in that house, whatever house we buy. There's, certain things that aren't going to happen to her that I just felt it. My spirit couldn't put my finger on it, but I was like, there's only going to be certain things that happen when we're in the house only. You knew and you had to be in this house. Yes. It's so weird. I know that sounds no, crazy. That's not weird. It's like, you knew certain things had to wait. Like you just, it, the timing. Yeah. It's like, it just wouldn't have worked in our apartment. I know that. I don't know. I think things can work wherever you are, but it, it's just, you was just this, felt it for your particular yeah, life, for our particular story. And, um, it's been like a dream of ours one day to like, well, I would say more so my dream to have our own TV show. <laughs> yes. And put that out there, write the song. And literally like, I was like, it's going to happen in our house. And our first episode, like we're working on kind of when we're going to, I mean, we already have something going, but we want to start like a YouTube series and like every episode be like 20 minutes. And we just share a little bit about our, our house, our life, what we're doing. Like just be real. Why not? Real. Just real. Yeah. And and I was like, that's not going to happen in our apartment. It's going to happen in our house. And yes. so it's just all these things. So like, yeah, I don't know. All that to say, I'm kind of, we're jumping around on this, but you know, we wrote the song June. I was healed like a year later. And even our doctor like thought I was crazy. Cause at first I was scared. Cause she, they said that I might not be able to have kids when I went to my first appointment back then when I was dealing with that. And I was like, so upset that day and I remember Derek being like we're not going into agreement with that like no we're having Heck kids yeah, we're not going into agreement with that yeah I was like okay and I and he just prayed with me and and then that began the journey of just like building our faith towards having kids one day and um and it's just cool to like actually I've never even like correlated that with writing songs about until I'm like sitting here talking with you about it but you know writing a song about something we're believing for and then it actually like happening um yeah and I'm still good like I'm still good. I'm still healthy. I don't have any more cysts. Like I just had an appointment <laughs> like a couple months ago. And yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I also want to say that it, I don't think it's about having enough faith. You know what I mean? Like there's not a correlation with me believing an, it enough to where it happens. I think God's just that good that even if it doesn't happen, I feel like there's going to be a, a redemptive message, um, you know, even going back to our song war, like things don't work out sometimes, but God is still good. And if the healing doesn't come, God's still good. And we just have to trust him because he's the one who made us. Why do you think, cause I struggle with this. Yeah. Like, I struggle with the <laughs> blessings. Like I, I obviously like when God does the miracles and the blessings, we all can see that. What do we do when it isn't a blessing? Like, why is that happening? Why does that happen? Um, I kind of think of the phrase, everything happens for a reason, which I think we say, you know, with good intentions and I don't want to harp on a technicality by any means, but I, that phrase just popped up in my head and I was like, you know what? I don't think that everything happens for a reason, but I know that God can make incredible things out of the dust, mm -hmm. you know? So when things really shouldn't happen, God can literally reverse that redemptive story. Um, and again, that's literally what happened with our song war. It's been healing for me, my family. Yeah, and how's your family received it? I mean, yeah, so great. Probably <laughs> um, nice to I be don't able even to know. talk about it yeah. in a way that's not words too. Like exactly. not speaking words. Yeah, that's why I was at a loss for words because uh -huh. we you know, we it's don't even to need to speak the words articulate it. We just yeah. watch the video and hug each other and it feels and great. And it feels that you know? it hits the heart so deeply that yeah. you don't have to have a conversation because you speak it through the song. Yeah, and that's music. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cause that what do they say when words fail you, music heals or something? Yes. I, and I really feel led to, I don't know how much more time we have, but I really feel led to share this. Like, I know that I am a person of like great faith, but I've also really struggled like in my life. I've had a few moments, like when my friend Lauren passed away where I did question God 
I, I mean, and I think it's okay too. Like, yes. I think it's okay. He can handle it. Like, she passed away when we were 23, very tragically. And what was even harder about that situation was when we were in the sixth grade, her brother died of leukemia. So her parents have now lost two kids at young ages. And that was the first time that I literally, I remember my mom came over and I was like, mom, I don't get it because I don't understand why God would do that or allow that for a family to go through twice. Like I honestly, and I still don't, I still really wrestle with that. And, but I have felt it going since like she passed away and like just wrestling with that. I mean, that was the first time I ever questioned if God was real because I just was so upset. Like I was pissed off. I was like, why is this okay? Like, how can she be taken? And she just had a baby and like, I, how, like, why is this okay? So like, I don't know why I felt led to say that, but I think that it's okay to have like great faith in your life, but also to wrestle at the same time with doubt and to have feelings of like, I don't understand why this is happening. Like, and I think it's like really healthy for us to just like, pour it out like mm-hmm. talk to God about it like tell him what you're feeling tell him that you're pissed off tell him why you're uh, why like just wrestle with it but yeah because I think like he meets us there and so I don't know why I felt led to say that but I just well I think that's great for people to know because yeah like, faith doesn't have to be this like magical fairy dust thing that everything's yeah. great and honestly we live in a dualistic world we have hot and cold black and white good and bad like uh, up and down like yeah. and so it's like that is the world we live in and it's like I I think that we all are here because we we know that that's this world and to see you have faith and fear and like yeah. God and Satan and like the, you know, good and evil. And it's just like, I, that's what this world is. It is like predator and prey. It's just like, it's a very brutal world that we live in. It's a beautiful world, but the whole mother, like the whole cycle of mother nature is like yeah. intense and brutal. It's like everything here is really, now. Yeah. It's just a, it's a hard, existence here but it's also an amazing existence and so I think that that's just part of our journey and if we didn't struggle with both sides of it we wouldn't be humans on this earth because that is the world we live in this dualistic world and that's what makes it hard but then also what makes it beautiful and I I just I can be a person where I and I have like great faith like I can I believe things that are completely wacko sometimes and people are like and even Derek's like babe like okay let's <laughs> let's reel you in a little bit and I'm like no he can do it but I also want people to know that like I actually do I have wrestled with that those same thoughts of like I just don't get it like I really don't understand so I just and I want people to know that it's okay that they do yes like they don't absolutely. have to hear a story like this where oh we got a house and it's all amazing it's also I want been them a lot of struggle too yes I want them to know that like there's actually like way more process and like there is pain and there is like days where I don't, I have not wanted to get out of bed and there's, I mean, it's not all like you said, like peaches and cream. It's not Mm -hmm. all like, Ooh, it's great. You know, Mm -hmm. I just want to know that it's okay. Absolutely. And that's a, you can have a strong faith and still wrestle with it just as, just as strongly and terrible things can happen and you can be angry and mad and like upset and you know, Throw, throw your fist in the air at God, but that doesn't mean that you can't come back around and, like you said, make something redemptive out of something that shouldn't have happened or that's painful. Yeah, and that's okay. And perhaps the antithesis to all this is that Jesus isn't left or right. Like he's, we need to look up, and he's in, he's in the middle. Like not left or right. Look up. Yeah, I wow. heard that somewhere. Else. <laughs> and the Tim McGraw song. Undivided. Oh, nice. That song is so good. There you go. Thanks, fellas. Yes. Man. Yep. Huh. Okay. Well, this was such a great interview. I truly love you guys. Y'all are amazing humans and y'all are doing something so powerful as a couple with your music, with what you're speaking into the world, how you're using your story to heal others. I always wrap up with leave your light. And basically that's just, it's very open-ended. What do you want people to know? Like to be left with? Just, yeah, just whatever's coming to you. It's just very open-ended. What do you want people to know? Uh, there's always hope. No matter how dark it gets, there's always hope. I feel like that's stereotypical to say, but it's so true. Like, it's it's the amalgamation of what we've talked about today. And I think, for me, it would be, like, you're going to be okay. That's just what I just heard when you said that. Um, no matter what it looks like right now in your life, like, whatever you're walking through, 
good things, really bad things. I I just know that like you're going to be okay and just be open and aware of like what's happening around you because God speaks in like so many ways that if we're not aware, we'll miss it. And so, yeah, don't miss it, I guess. That's what I would say. Like, just don't miss that. Tell everyone where they can find your music, where they can check you guys out. Yeah, you can. I mean, our music's out on any platform. I mean, everywhere you download music and or buy music. D R Y E S. Yeah, so we're so we're Kate, yeah the Dries. So we're Caitlin and Derek Dry, but we're the Dries. So um, and that's our music's out under the Dries. And yeah, on anywhere we're on YouTube as well. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, At Facebook. The yep, mm-hmm. it's all very simple. The Dries. So that's great. I'll keep it the same across the board. Yep. Thank y'all for joining me. This was Thank awesome. you. We loved it. Appreciate you. Yay. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.